All right. Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your host, Timmy B. Today, my guest co-host, uh, it's going to be Robbie Moss. He's an amateur fighter, uh, nutritionist, health expert, fitness expert, whatever. He does it all. He's just a little bit late. He's tied up in traffic. So I'm going to start the show. Before we do start, please make sure that you take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're seeing me right now. Leave five-star ratings. Leave good, positive comments. We appreciate all of that. If you'd like to support the show, check out middaysquares.com and use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15%. That really helps. On today's episode, we're going to talk to a future star. He's fighting next week on Dana White's Contender Series. We're going to talk about the conspiracies at UFC 279, the fake glove touch, a whole bunch of things. Uh, stick with us. It's going to be a great show. Yes, Timmy B. All right, like I said, our guest today, he holds a perfect professional record of 7-0. He's set to fight for his UFC contract as he competes on Dana White's Contender Series September 20th in Vegas. He's a flyweight training out of the incredible Goat Shed Academy under leader Asim Zaidi. We became aware of this young man when we spoke to his teammate Jillian Robertson just a few weeks ago. Born in Venezuela, he's now living in Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, The Unbroken Roy Echeverria. Hey, what's up, guys? Nice to nice to nice to be with you here. It's hey, how are you? How are you, sir? You're at the PI now. Yeah, we just got it. We just got here at the PI to get some training. In. Nice, nice. Is it your first time at the PI? No, no. Oh, you... oh, nice, nice. So you've been there before, trained there before. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Uh, you are a young flyweight coming into Dana White's Contender Series. How are they treating you? Are they treating you well? I've seen some good posts. You're doing all your media day stuff. How's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's this is one of the reasons why the UFC is where it's high. It's, it's the best platform, the biggest company in the world. So I'm just I'm just excited and grateful for, for the opportunity and the, and the experience that I'm living. Nice, man. And uh, you are a very exciting flyweight. When I when I first saw you, when Jillian Robertson talked about you, I looked you up and I couldn't believe you're a flyweight. Your your muscles look like they must weigh like 200 pounds. How how the how the hell do you make 125? No, I mean I, I, it's it's like it's just photos. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a I'm a decent I'm a decent flyweight. I feel like I'm stronger for sure. Um, um like I'm I'm talking about like height and weight. I'm straight with that, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good, good. good. And uh, your, I want to show a picture for those that don't know you, Roy. And I know, I know, we don't have a lot of time with you, so I'm just going fast through the questions. But what is this about? I'm showing a photo. There's your mask that you wear. Is there a story behind the mask? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the mask that I used to use when I was in the protests in Venezuela uh, against the government. Uh, this that that's the anonymous mask on with my flag, the, my Venezuelan flag on, is because uh, I mean the anonymous mask represent uh, like protests against systems, corruption, uh, robbery, uh, uh, people that try to control the the other 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 systems and, and countries. So that's what was happening in my country back then. I'm still happening till right now, but when I used to live there, when I used to live there, is when I was in the protest. So I used to have a mask just because we can, we couldn't uh, show our face 
because they will come after us. So I have to cover my face, and I, I decided to cover it and represent at the same time with that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, that's a very interesting story. Of course, I live in Canada, so I don't always hear about things like that happening around the world. Um, yeah. When did you leave Venezuela? Uh, 2016, 2017. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, okay. Well, good for you, man, and congratulations. Um, man, are, have, you know how the UFC normally likes to hear about stories about people, and then while they're fighting, they tell the stories. Have they talked to you about this? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, that's part of my interview. That's part of my story. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be showing it on, on, on my interviews. Nice, nice. So try not to. I guess. I mean, you can do what you want, but try not to knock your opponent out too fast. I will. That's my. If I, if if they offer me get paid by hour time, I, I take it longer. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, I'm just trying to take him out as fast as I can. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, when you moved to the U.S., did you go straight to Florida? How did you? How, I guess how did you get to the goat shed? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I I went to Oklahoma. Went there for a couple months because my family was there. I have an uncle there, so he like was uh, welcoming, welcoming here in, on, on United States at the beginning. But then I decided to move to Florida. Um, I started Black House first. Then I. I, I made an awesome, uh, which is my head coach right now. I made it on an open mat and stuff like that. And at the beginning, we were just a couple guys training, like, not for fun, but, like, we were nothing official, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, as the time went, I just, we, we see, I see the difference on my on my result, on my style, on my camps, and I just decided to, to quit on my gym and, and just start to stick to him, stick to, to, his, to his training methods, to, uh, all, all the all the, the 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 mission that he has behind and and if I feel like we, we get along with his vision and my vision so it just it just became a a, a, a really good relationship that has, it's been like almost five years right now so nice man that's very similar to when we talked to Jillian Robertson she said that like Asim and that whole team is just fantastic so she loves working out with you guys too um uh i want to show a quick video of you training at goat shed and so again if you're what if you're listening to this podcast make sure you come and watch the video but here it is it looks so cool man like all the lights like it's like red lights purple lights they're following you around with cameras what is the yeah, deal with that's that? the energy that we bring that's the energy that we have at the gym it's just amazing uh we're not alone there so it's 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 just a blessing you know what i mean it's amazing man and tell your coach next time you're talking to a seam tell him i want him on this podcast too i gotta talk Definitely. to him about this gym it looks amazing uh okay so you're at the performance institute now you're going to be fighting at Dana White's Contender Series. For people that don't know you, you're a finisher. What can people expect when they watch the Unbroken Roy fight? Ah, uh, excite, excitement, man! It's, I'm, I'm knowing for, for make a highlight on people, and, and that's what I'm looking all the time. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go try to, uh, uh, show, show, show off, show all my skills and get that contract done in a, in a spectacular fashion. You know? so I'm going to try to do the, my best to, to, to take him out in a, in a, in a, in a really, really good way. Not, nothing boring, nothing, nothing uh, 
too simple, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. And uh, getting on Dana White's Contender Series, it's very good for you because I think they've been getting, they've been giving a lot of contracts to people on the Contender Series, right? Like if, I think it was last week, every single winner got a contract. Yeah. So are you, are you very excited for that? Because I think before a lot of people thought, oh, it's good if I go on the Ultimate Fighter show or something like that. But Dana White's Contender Series, it's like if you put up a good performance, you're almost assured a contract, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a fucking amazing opportunity to 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 perform, to be on. Uh, I had a great great camp, so I'm just I'm just ready to go and, and get what's mine, you know. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And then you don't have to go on tough. You don't have to live with a bunch of crazy people yeah, for six uh, weeks, right? No. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. If, if that wouldn't have to be what I had to do, I will, I will, because this is part of my dreams. But definitely, there's a better road to do it. Yeah, and you say it's part of your dreams. When did you know that you wanted to be a fighter? As soon as I start fighting, I definitely. Uh, this is this is. I fallen up since my first MMA fight, and um, I decided to do as a, as a living. So, it, always in my on my mind uh, has been the the the, the UFC letters and. Um, this is what I feel that I belong. So I'm, I'm really working hard for this. It's amazing, man. And your nickname, the Unbroken. What does that mean? Being broken, like mentally, physically, uh, you gotta. It's, it's not just about more, more like mentally than physically, because I feel like your, your strong mind make a strong body, and uh, unbroken mind will make you strong, uh, unbreakable body. I just feel you have to be be in that way and be. Uh, to face any situation of your life, no matter what it is, uh, it could be an economical situation, relationship, uh, life situation, fighting situation, career, injuries. This life is tough, you know, and, and but at the same time, it's good. Life is good too. So you gotta you gotta enjoy it. You gotta embrace everything, the pain, embrace the, the victories, embrace the losses, and and that's part of being. That's what makes me who I am today. I've been I've been through a lot of stuff, and I just embrace every single one and, and, and it makes me unbroken right now and i'm just i'm just grateful you know uh, and i'm pretty sure that it's gonna keep coming that way and nothing's gonna stop me uh, just because my mindset is it's in the right right position nice man you seem like such a good guy i'm so happy for you i think that this is going to be a great thing uh you have a very good look too like you're very styled <laughs> right you like i see on the photo sometimes you've got like the bleach blonde hair yeah but like you I did it this time because I came too too far away from the fight, so it would look like kind of <laughs> uh, ugly by the time that I'm fighting. But that that's gonna be coming. Let's see if we fly out the barber here and, uh, and we do something. <laughs> so, you know, I knew I knew you were coming on the podcast, so I tried to grow my beard too. But ah. I'm, uh, it's not good. I'm I'm half Chinese, so I barely grow anything. It's terrible. Oh, I can't course. I can't grow. Um, I'm gonna ask you just a couple things. Uh, one last thing at the performance institute because you're going in there for the dana white's contender series do they do all the stuff like the food the the shakes all that stuff like they help you out with all the nutrition is that part of this i don't know yet because i haven't checked in hmm. I, i'm supposed to check in on 17 but i came before because i, I want to help julian to 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 finish to finish the last dates and uh, we came for her checking so i'm not like Ah. I'm by myself right now, like on, on, on those terms. But okay. I, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that's how it works for me too. On 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 
on 17 when I check in. If not, I, I'm straight. I, I'm a bit. I'm gonna be part of the UFC really soon, so I'm gonna be getting those treatments as well. Yeah, yeah, man, that's good. And uh, make sure you say hi to Jillian Robertson for us. Sure, definitely. because we had her on the podcast. She's so fantastic, man, and she's gonna kick ass this Saturday yeah, when she fights. I have no doubts about that. About that, this is gonna be one of the best performances so far. Uh, I'm so excited for her, man. Her, yeah. future, her future is bright. She's such a such amazing girl, such amazing athlete, and it's just I'm I'm, I'm grateful also to 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 be here to 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 guide her mentality, his savage mentality. Like it's it's it's, it's really fun to be part of your journey. Yeah, man. Well, I know you've got to go. I know you've got to get to your training. Before I let you go, is there anything that you want to say to fans, friends, viewers that are watching? Uh, really, thanks too much for, for, for the opportunity to be here with you. Thanks for the support. All the guys that, that, that be watching this, thank you so much. I'm a, don't do it. Don't never doubt with me that I'm going to give everything that I have. That's what I train for. Uh, I train for, for all the people that support me and that doesn't. Same do. I, I still I do even more. So uh thank you so much thank you for, for the opportunity man. nice buddy when you win your fight at dana white contender series who are who are you gonna say thank you to on the mic like who are you gonna shout out some love to uh, first 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 of all god this he's he's he allows me to do everything that i do on uh, second uh, for sure my my teammates my family my sponsor my country which is like my one of my biggest support that i have uh, I, I, I be I receive a lot of support from my country, so those guys push me, really push me. So, all right, to all of them. All right, buddy. Well, again, guys, on September 20th, make sure you check out Dana White's Contender Series to watch Roy Echeverria, the Unbroken. He's gonna get that contract, go into the uh, UFC flyweight division, tear things up. Roy, when you when they eventually make a UFC card with your picture on it. I want a signed version of your card, okay? That put it up, put it on the list. I got I'm, you. I'm I'm doing it, man. And when you're saying thank you to people after your fight, feel free to say Fight Insight podcast. You know, sure. if you want to, just yeah. say it, brother. All right, man. Thanks. All the best to you. Kick ass and uh good luck to you and your team and good luck Thanks, to Jillian man. this Saturday. Thanks. Man. Have a good one, brother. So Take care. Bye-bye. All right. How cool is that? Roy Echeverria. And here's my co-host, Robbie Moss. Hey, what's up, Tim? Mr. Moss, how are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Uh, hopefully, my audio is uh, is okay. No. Thank you for letting me back on the show. And uh, apologies <laughs> to the fans. I was supposed to assist him in the interview with, uh, with Roy. But if anyone here listening, obviously, it lives in Toronto, uh, never trust the DVP. It will take you longer than it should to get where you have to go. Uh, yeah. That's on that's on me. But it sounded like you guys had an amazing conversation. Oh, um, we did. He's such a great guy. Man, this dude is a killer. And I can't wait to watch him fight. Uh, he's 7-0, and perfect record, professional record. He's a flyweight. He looks like he's a lightweight. Like, his muscles are insane. He looks just like you and I, Robbie, pretty much, if, like, when uh, we take off I'm our clothes. I would think he looks better than us, hopefully. He's a, I don't know. Athlete. But thank you for put, including us and myself in that level of, of uh, <laughs> athleticism. I appreciate yeah, that. Dude, his gym is insane. The Goat Shed. Uh, I've, that... I've heard of that guy. Uh, their, their head coach, his, he's on Instagram. as like awesome. Awesome MMA, yeah. Oh, dude. Those guys are legendary. They do yeah. this thing where they have the, 
these red lights and they, they kind of simulate like being in the UFC cage, like the lights on you. It's ridiculous. Rob, Robbie, I could not, I couldn't, you could not segue any better and you weren't here. So people think that this is a setup, but you weren't here during the podcast, but here's the video I showed. Right? Dude, it's so cool, like, man. It's so cool. And it's the best way to get you not just physically ready, but like mentally ready for being on the yeah. big stage. I think it's a brilliant training tactic. And the goat shed just looks like a really freaking cool place looks uh, beautiful, to train. Dude. Let's let's go move to Florida. Um, yeah. And not only that, but he, you know, very smart of him. He's, he, I think he's with Jillian Robertson for her fight this Saturday. Okay. Who we had on the podcast, our fellow friend, Phil, he, he helped me interview her. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he's going to get all that experience. He's at the UFC PI. He's like seeing it all. So like all those nerves, you know, he can kind of get through all that stuff by being with Jillian. So I think that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, friend of the podcast update. I always try to say this. If you're here at the podcast because of Roy, thank you for joining. Thank you for checking us out. Um, you know, subscribe, follow all that jazz. There's tons of stuff. Um, in our backlog and tons of great podcasts coming up, including the Jillian Robertson one that we did a few weeks ago. But friends of the podcast update, Jillian Robertson is fighting this week, Saturday. We've said it a couple times now. Britain Hart, she fought. We just interviewed her a few weeks ago. She is now the inaugural strawweight BKFC champion. She had a beautiful fight. Four days notice, her opponent changed. She actually fought another guest of the podcast, uh, Carissa Sweetheart Sagala. So no way. either way, Robbie, I was going to have known the BKFC champion, but that's either cool. way. It you're, you're you're friends with famous people. I right. actually, I obviously, for those of you guys that don't know, I was the eighth guest on this podcast in the inaugural days of Fight Insights. That's right. Um, and I've listened to every episode you guys have done so far. So uh, both interviews with both of those amazing, incredible yeah. women yep. were fantastic. Interview was yep. amazing. Both of those women could kick my ass. BKFC <laughs> is a different level, man. Bare knuckle, oh. it's just a different game. I can't Dude, imagine it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And uh, Robbie, I love you. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. You're, let me just say, you're one of my only friends that watches the podcast. So I really yeah. appreciate it. There's you and a few people I know, but like, it's hard, man. You're doing this thing. You're trying to do a podcast and like trying to get people to support you and stuff. It's tough. So to all our fans and viewers and listeners that watch regularly, I really appreciate you guys. Um, that said, if you want to support the show, you know to go to middaysquares.com. Use code FIGHTINSIGHT15. Those are those functional chocolate bars. Amazing. I've actually had them. They were giving them away. And a humble brag here, but uh, two weeks ago, I was in uh, Kelowna, BC for a Spartan race. Yes, um, that's what you do. Yeah, I I used to be a Muay Thai fighter. I'm shifting more in towards uh, the sports that where I don't get punched in the face anymore. Yeah, sure. uh, I only have a few brain cells left, uh, so I got to keep them around. But uh, they gave away midday squares um, at the end oh, of the race. Um, nice. So midday squares are, I can attest, uh, yeah. they are absolutely fantastic. 100%. Use Fight Insight 15 to get 15% off because they taste amazing. Yeah. And it is, that is, in spite of being, being uh, vegan, they taste amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, really, really good. And that helps support the podcast. And uh, I did say, you know, because of people supporting stuff like that and buying that product, that's how I was then able to get a bunch of the UFC cards that we're going to do some unboxing videos 
uh, I've got my honeymoon in a few weeks, so I'm going to pre-record some stuff. So I'm not, nice. you know, so I'm not doing podcasts during my honeymoon, Robbie. I feel like that would not go over well. So I'm going to do You're some unboxing right videos. Yeah, I think You're so. Making the right choice. That said, Mr. Robbie Moss, since you've been on the podcast, you are now an engaged man. Oh yeah, yes. I've uh, I've been living the engaged life since uh, November of yeah. last year. Um, but we're not going to be, uh, actually what today is the, uh, today's, today's the 13th, 13th actually. So as of today, I am 13 months out from my actual wedding day. It's going to be October 13th of 2023 oh, when nice. I will be getting married. Um, all right. We might do I'll, a, we might do a podcast from your wedding. I'm going to live stream. Sweet. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be good. Uh, Robbie, I, and Oh, another friends of the podcast update. Did you watch last weekend? Uh, Chris Beast Boy Barnett. Um, another humble. Why well, don't think you saw? I, it. I was away. I was away yes, last yes. weekend, uh, running a half marathon. Uh, <laughs> humble break. I I've been missing a lot of the a lot of um all right a lot of actual live fighting events. I feel like I got to get back into like all these things because I keep on seeing the updates and think, oh, that'd have been fun. But then I was also running a half marathon, so I was like, I shouldn't complain about missing fights. No, but, no, uh, that's fine. How, but go back, go back and how watch. Do you do? The he won in glorious fashion. Amazing. Uh, he danced his way to the cage as he does. He's so funny. He was losing the first round. Then in the second round, it's going pretty well. The guy shoots in on a takedown. He sprawls, floats over beautifully like a lightweight. You know, like this 270-pound man floats Ooh. around. TKO puts on a beautiful speech, dances the way out, and then and then uh, apparently parties with his opponent, Jake Collier, like after, and they went out and had beers and whatever. Like, dude is the nicest guy. For those that don't know, his wife passed away unexpectedly or something like that. It was just several months ago. So he's gone through hard times. But to see him have that win, I'm so happy for Chris Barnett, good friend of the podcast, and we love him. Good so, him. yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, what else do I want to say before we get to some topics? Rage Works Podcast Network. This uh, podcast is now on the Rage Works Podcast Network. You can check them out at rageworksnetwork.com. So, to all the viewers and listeners that are coming in through there, we greatly appreciate it. So, uh, check us out. And that's a great place where you can go find a whole bunch of other cool podcasts. Uh, so, check that out rageworksnetwork.com. Robbie, I've got really two issues that I want to talk to you about. Well, everything revolves around UFC 279. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what happened when they made all the changes. Kamzat weighs in at an obnoxious eight pounds over almost yeah. impossible like Jesus, then like, he's a professional what's happening here he doesn't look drawn out nothing looks like just normal walks onto the scale goes over eight pounds yeah the ufc then magically magically changes all the fights no one doesn't fight kamzat fights holland murders him no problem Nate Diaz then fights Tony Ferguson, which is a much better matchup, mm -hmm. right? In terms of like equal level skill spot in their career. Nate yep. wins by by submission. Mm -hmm. And then the leech, Li Jing Liang, gets totally robbed. Well, he gets robbed in the fight because everybody thinks he won and they give they don't give him the decision against Daniel uh, against Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. But that guy was like 10 pounds overweight. I don't even understand how that fight is allowed. I don't understand how every contract was allowed. Robbie, the question to you, my friend, is it all fake? 
did they fucking set this up from the beginning? I don't I don't think you can set up that much stuff to happen without it being too obvious. I just think it comes down to a lot of guys in the UFC just not being as professional as uh, they should be. I mean, but I think... one, hold on, but one guy not professional. One well, guy didn't make weight and suddenly all six guys are okay with just switching opponent at the last minute. You don't make game plans for this shit like Well, I think in time and, and most guys in the UFC should be ready to fight anybody at any time. Worried no nothing about strategy, which is why I was always a fan of uh Cowboy Cerrone back in the day cuz he just didn't didn't yeah. game plan for anybody. He just came in and kicked ass. <laughs> Or occasionally got his ass kicked. Whatever, um, though. Yeah, yeah. But he's a warrior, man. Yes, he's a warrior. Uh, hats off to him. But in terms of Kamzat, I I don't know, man. He is an absolute beast of a man. I think he would have absolutely destroyed Nate. Yeah. But there was a time where he was out of the UFC and retired due to health reasons. Next thing you know, he's back and better than ever. But he's also missing weight. It's I, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he had to miss weight because it would have killed him. We don't really know. But like you said, he didn't look that drained. Wait, so, are you sure that he was the one that was out? I thought that was Zabit Nurmagomedov. If I'm remembering correctly, it was it was Kamzat that was Kamzat out. Kamzat was out too. Yeah, and then okay. came back. Yeah. I don't know, man. I smell conspiracy all over this because here's maybe. my because here's my deal. If I'm Kamzat, no, sorry. If I'm Kevin Holland. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? I'm going to go from fighting, you know, a stand-up fighter in Rodriguez that I have a pretty good chance at to fighting Kamzat. And I've already said, I've literally told everybody I can't wrestle. And you're going to switch opponents to probably the greatest wrestler in the UFC today? I mean, how much money would they have to pay you? To do that, it does, it makes no sense for him. It makes no sense for the leech. The leech had a decent fight set up against Tony Ferguson. You got to think the leech is like, okay, Tony Ferguson, no disrespect, looks like an old man now. I'm a young, I'm true. a, I'm a young killer. I'm gonna murder this legend, and I'm gonna get back on track. And then he takes a fight against a guy ten pounds over who is like, I don't know, nothing made killer. sense to me. Yeah, nothing made sense to me because Leach should have sat there. The UFC did happen to have all these fights happening at the same weight class on the same card. And it was they were able to just kind of play a weird game of Tetris the, like the day or two before. So you could argue there is like some conspiracy or maybe Dana White just had zero faith in Kamzat's ability to make weight and just planned ahead uh, knowing. Yeah, I, I would know, like dude. to think – that like this is still one of my favorite sports of all time. It's what made it was like the first sport I, I could ever consider myself an athlete in. So I like to think that there's no conspiracy behind behind it, and that's not all yeah. fake and prescripted like WWE. The WWE, mm -hmm. but you know you're you're right. Like it's is weird that they were able to just mix and match. And you're and you're right. I think too much bullshit. Everyone's got a price, so I hope they at least gave Holland a bigger pay pay boost to make him agree to fight somebody who like dummy like can dummy him. And also, why would you admit that you can't wrestle if you're in the UFC? That's just a, also a really bad play. <laughs> well, because why would I you think, show them your weaknesses? 
I think because he's been a victim of it for so many times to the point where he's like, yeah, fuck, people know I'm not great at wrestling. But then that's on him and his management to go, okay, let's pick fights against dudes that, you know, aren't necessarily going to wrestle me down to the ground. Like, that's why he's had some decent success lately, because he's picking guys that aren't that focused. It's also on him to get a to get a, a coach that can get his wrestling up. Because unfortunately, nowadays in the UFC, if you can't wrestle, at least yeah, to some yeah. base level, you're not going to do well. You have no, to have some level of grappling. Yeah, but that guy thinks he's hot shit. I don't know how much he's going to listen to people and stuff like that, right? So I, I don't know, man. Uh, I believe it's a conspiracy. I think it's all bullshit. I think it was all fake. I think it was all set up. There was no way I was buying that pay-per-view. No. before the card changed and then when the card changed i was like i'm gonna buy that pay-per-view fair because I mean, suddenly it became a card worth watching the matchup seemed even like i wasn't gonna pay 70 dollars to watch nate lose in five seconds yeah because we all know unfortunately there there was unless by some miracle Zero kind of like fell, no. fell into like a perfect triangle there was no way nate was gonna win yeah unfortunately, no. that comes out on a different level right now mm-hmm if you can make weight. Zero, yeah, zero chance, dude. Okay, let's go to the next conspiracy. Not conspiracy, but uh, the next issue with Kamzat. And that's the glove touch. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the glove touch or did you see any videos about the glove touch? I've seen some some videos. Because um, like, like I said, I didn't watch it live. I was away yeah, yeah, on yeah. the weekend doing a so, stupidly okay. long amount of running. Let, okay. I mean, I don't understand people that do marathons. But okay, I'm going to show you a video of the glove touch. Now, okay. if you if YouTube uh, says I'm not allowed to play this, it's going to delete this. So for those watching on video, this may or may not show up when I upload this. But I'm going to show two versions of the glove touch. And what I'm talking about, for those that don't know, everybody knows. Did Kamzat fake a glove touch and then go shoot for the takedown. You will see Kevin Holland definitely goes for a glove touch. And what I believe is that Kamzat does put his hand up slightly and then shoot. Okay, I'm gonna show it two times. It's gonna show the regular speed and slow motion. So here you go, Robbie. Pay attention, my friend. You I added that music so that YouTube doesn't know what I'm showing. Copywriting. Smart, smart dude. Smart guy. I also zoomed in. Okay. So you can see it a couple times. I know it's not yeah. great on the screen. It, but look, it looks def- great. Definitely throws up. I... Well, it would have been different for sure if Kamazot had gone for the glove touch first. Like if he was the one. It looked like Kevin Holland was right. yes, initiating yes. it. Yeah. And then Kamazot kind of just... It, you could argue that he ignored it, but he did put his hand, put his hand up. That's for sure. If it it would have been way different if comes out was like hey 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 and then sh- shot. Yes yes it. yeah. He might have just you could argue that he ignored it, but he did kind of put his hand up and then go for the takedown. Um, I'm gonna call it fair if I'm being completely honest with you. He, You're okay. Like uh like it it's. It's kind of it is kind of dirty. Obviously, Holland was going for the glove touch, and Cosma just ignored it. But he might have just also used it to his uh, advantage in that scenario, and maybe he would have gone for it. Right? When you get into this sport, I mean, you don't, you don't always have time to be the nice guy, and you just want to win. No. 
Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's good. And I'm saying it's, I'm not saying it's good. It is straight up disrespect, disrespectful to your opponent, but maybe he was just in such an adrenaline fueled mode that yeah. you, you could argue that he didn't see it. And he just shot his hands out and went for the takedown. Um, so yeah, I did, it did look so like I, he like went for it and then did, then shot the takedown. I looked back at a few of his fights. Uh, he does not do any glove touch with Leech. He does not do any glove touch with someone else. And he did do a glove touch with Gerald Mearshart, Mearshart GM3. Mm. Um, so it's not like he never does glove touch. It's not like he always doesn't. Um, Robbie, I went to the fans on our Instagram. Evan was reaching over. out for a glove touch at the beginning when you went in for a takedown. Did you see that or are they just making things up on the internet? What? No. I don't know what how are we going to see that when I take off his head? Huh? I'm going to watch his hands. <laughs> he, he kind of, he kind of um, enforces what I was saying. Maybe he wasn't like, he wasn't focused on the glove touch. He's looking at like, when you yeah. fight, you don't really look up. Your focus should be actually on your opponent's chest mostly. Yeah. Like right at, right at the sternum because that's where the punches and kicks will start. Yeah. Right. So if that's what he was looking in that like, horse blinders mode on where it's like going to kill mode you could argue that he did not see it and maybe yeah. that's how he goes in for his first takedowns yeah. um it would be 100 percent different if he had put his hand up first to give the glove touch yeah but holland did initiate and kamzat just didn't respond i mean if you are if you are about to fight kamzat next okay so i'm speaking to all the ufc fighters that watch this podcast if you are about to fight kamzat don't even fucking go for a glove touch Right? No. If if you are a fighter in general that watches this podcast, okay, what you need to do, I'm giving out free advice here, Robbie. When when you that's are fine. back, when you're at the cage, like before you even start, that's when you motion to your opponent. Glove touch? We've seen that many times. Many where the times. person will go, hey, glove touch across the cage. Right before the bell even rings, you're motioning. Are we gonna glove touch? Many times we've seen where the opponent goes, yeah, yeah, and puts their hand up, and then you walk together to glove touch, and then you start. That's the honorable, respectful, traditional way to do things. I know I'm not an idiot, you dummies. I know that when the bell rings, all's fair, but you're an idiot if you think that's not normal that they touch hands after the bell rings. No, it's 100% normal. Um, do you what round was this in? Was this like the very first round? Or yeah, was yeah. it later on in the yeah. fight? Yeah, Robbie, the fight lasted like 10 seconds. Oh, shit. He takes See, him down again. and submits him. No, no, again, no. This sorry. is first. This is first. Yeah, we're not even... First yes, round. it also happens in at every round successively, but especially the first. Hand up. Okay, yeah, we're going to go touch. Cool, we go touch. That's my advice to all the yeah. fighters out there, amateur, pro, whatever. Figure that shit out at the beginning. Aside from that, do not initiate glove touch. Just yeah. go fucking fight because do you cannot risk... And oftentimes, like the referee will also say, touch gloves if you want to before they separate you to go to your corners anyway. No, no, no. But regardless of that, though, th there's always that glove touch. And then there's the secondary one the, when the fight starts, yes. right? It, yes, it doesn't but, matter. And, there's and both. You're absolutely right. Like, again, you, you're right. Make eye contact from across the cage, put that hand up. Maybe he'll agree. Maybe he won't, but you'll know. Yeah. And then don't do it anyway because yeah. you might get taken down or. Kicked right in the right in the leg, whatever was worse. <laughs> Wait, were you gonna right? say like, kicked in the nuts? <laughs> kicked right in the leg, kicked right in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, punched right in the face. 
No, man, man. There was an old school. Oh God. There was an old school fight years ago where the guy goes to, uh, he goes for like, uh, he puts his hands kind of down like this. So the guy can go like two handed high five with him. And as soon as the guy does, the guy just like, <laughs> as soon as the guy's hands are down, right to the high kick. Like he put his hands down and went right to the high kick off of, uh, as soon as the guy went to do the double high five. Oh, um, he, oh, the guy giving his hands. Yeah. The guy the giving his hands. Sucker kicks it. Him? Yeah. He like freaking head kicks the guy once his opponent goes to do the double high five downward. So his hands are down. And so he just eats a high kick. I can't remember <laughs> where that fight was. I think that was, I know what UFC. No, no, no. I know what that was. That was one of your first fights. I remember you did that to a guy. Okay. Don't that don't, never happened. I don't did. Mix it up. I did throw a jab directly into a spinning back kick one time, but I never <laughs> did it off the of glove touch. All right. All right. I have, I have a little more honor than that. All right. Uh, that was when I was I, that was when I was sparring you that yeah. <laughs> I would do the uh, fake the high five and get yeah. right in the head. You son of a gun! Uh, that was specifically a Tim Baratus, uh special right there. Yeah, uh, I know I don't give out my last name. What are you doing? All right, that's okay. Um, you, can, you can you can be but you can I'll, be I'll delete that. I'm not deleting that. Uh, I went to the fans for the for their thoughts on whether it was dirty or not. Fifty fifty. Okay. So I think, you know, there's a lot of heated debate on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. I was getting into some fights on Twitter and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. It's, it's 50-50. So some people think it's totally dirty. Some people think it's totally fine. I think some people argue they don't even think that was a fake glove touch. I think they go, oh, no, he was just fainting a jab or something like that. I mean, I don't know why you're jabbing at a 45-degree angle upwards, but okay, fine. But whatever. Uh, What's your opinion, though? Like, what do you what do you generally think, though? I think he faked a glove touch. I think it's a dirty fucking move. I think mm. he didn't make weight. I think there's a whole conspiracy. I think that whole card was like, not that card, but that there were so many things in that night yep. that were insanity that were weird to me. Yep. Um, but goddamn, wasn't it enjoyable, right? <laughs> like, well, you don't know, but it was still, enjoyable, Robbie. The UFC put up, still puts on amazing, amazing cards. I incredible. I do, I do sometimes miss like what I consider the golden age, like the GSP. Um, Bigfoot Silva, Mark Hunt, uh, Benson Henderson, uh, era of the UFC, like, yeah. uh, uh well, some guys like that, but a lot of guys are coming up that are just like so insanely talented in this yeah. sport. Yeah. They're striking, their grappling is absolutely next level. And it's amazing to see the ev evolution of MMA athletes, um, coming up. Oh, yeah. just such a great to see this sport evolve the way it has. Well, such as our guest today, Roy Ishveria. 7 oh, yeah. and 0. The dude has grown up. He's a killer. He's good at everything. Uh, you know, you get to a gym like the Goat Shed that is laser focused on creating the next generation of superstars. I've seen their coach, uh, Asim Zaidi. I hope I'm saying that name right. Uh, I'm going to have him on the podcast. Guarantee I'm getting this dude on because his gym is insane. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. But I saw a great interview where he said, hey, my guys are all young killers. There's going to be a changing of the guard soon. Soon, all the guys that you know are going to start retiring. They're going to be gone, and there's going to be a new wave of people. That's my people. And he's talking about how all his fighters in the goat shed, those are the guys that are going to be the next top. And, and it's going to be a way different level of martial arts that we're going to start seeing because these guys grew up doing it, you know? You are absolutely right. And the crazy thing is about the goat shed, it's only been open as a business for two years. I know. It has I know. grown exponentially fast. 
Yeah. Well, they're finding fighters, man. Fighters, uh, fighters are finding them and they're going there and they're realizing like that was Jillian Robertson, right? She was with ATT. And then, uh, you know, she finds this gym and goes, Hey man, this is a cool place and I'm going to stick it out here. So now there's a fighter there that I'm not sure what his name is, but I listened to an interview with Asim. Uh, he was on a different, different, uh, podcast i was also listening to one of his guys i can't remember his name unfortunately uh trekked through like the fort like a a forest across countries to get to his gym like it took him days he has like ptsd from like his journey to escape wherever he lived and arrive um at his gym there's a train with this guy and live at the goat shed um crazy dude i have to yeah like he's attracting guys who are willing to literally risk everything to get there and they want it they yep. want this win. They want to train. They want to. They want to get the highest level, and they're willing to literally risk it all to do it. So, I think it's amazing. Right they have a team. They've got a team. Man, it is so cool, buddy. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's just crazy what's happening. But let's move on. I'm gonna just talk very briefly about the fights that are happening tonight because I know you've got to go. What are you doing now? You're training. You're teaching. I've got a class coming up in 12 minutes. I'm already at the gym, so it's all good. We got some time. Like, I got, all right, all right. The class is at five. Oh, yeah. When I say just a few more minutes, I mean like 20 to 30 more minutes. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, now, and I don't want to mess it up, but if people want to find you, Robbie, I'm going to put the this banner down here, but it's at Robbie Moss underscore, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm glad and- you brought it up because there is currently a poser out there who's made a new account of me and they have Robbie Moss with two underscores saying that my real account that you just mentioned uh, with one underscore has been hacked. And now that is my new account. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, um, don't fall for that. Plus, he's been hacking other of my friends' accounts now. So don't fall for whatever this Middle Eastern person. And I don't mean that to be like uh, racist by any means, but it actually just is true. Uh, Instagram hasn't done a thing about Wait, it. Wait, you know who it is? It. Uh, no, but uh, friends of mine have gotten emails from him or like he they, he's... He, he's he or she has sent them uh, an e- an email address to uh, receive PayPal payments, and I, based on the name, I know like oh, they're from like Johannesburg or something. Oh, okay, okay. Um, now, how do ta- we, just 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 to be clear, how do we know you truly are Robbie Moss, and not like some sort of like special effect? You can't you can't special effect this good looking face, man. There's no one <laughs> a CGI that can get me looking this good. Damn, that's a just, good answer, Robbie. I'm just straight up. I'm just straight up gorgeous. <laughs> that's that's a good answer, my friend. All right, let's. Uh, okay, so anyways, if you want to go follow, I mean, definitely you got to follow Robbie Moss, but it's at Robbie Moss R O B B Y M O S S underscore Robbie. Yeah. Before we go, we're gonna talk about the fights this weekend, which is UFC Sandhagen versus Yadong or Song Song Yadong. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting card. It's got some decent fights. I'm only going to talk about a few. Jillian sure. Robertson versus Maria Agapova. Absolutely. Okay. Two great fighters in the women's flyweight division. Jillian Robertson, fantastic. Okay. We love her. Canadian, whatever. Maria Agapova, very interesting fighter. Very cool. Do you know her? Demon Slayer. Uh, her fights. She's got a very interesting style of, of moving around and yeah. kicking ass. So I think those two going at it. I, yeah. I, I do believe our friend of the podcast does will take it. Absolutely, Jones gonna take it, but uh, it won't be easy I, for him. Yeah. So Maria Agapova, she's from Kazakhstan. She's a stand-up fighter, long, 
long reach, very devastating. But they put her up against um, the Iron Lady, Maria Agapova, in her last fight. And Maria just simply mauled her, took her down, finished her. Okay. I was upset because I do like Agapova. Um, then Agapova is supposed to fight friend of the podcast, Gion Kim. And I thought, great fight. Two stand-up fighters. They're just going to put on a war. It's going to be a great fight. For whatever reason, Gion Kim ends up getting moved off this fight. And then Robertson steps in. Mm -hmm. Perfect fight for Robertson. She's going to copy the um, Iron Lady's game plan. She's just going to smother her, take her down, finish her. Yep. That's what you have to do with a good Santa fighter. Yeah. That's what you have to do. And I feel bad for Agapova because I like her. But, Robbie, do you know Maria Agapova is the only fighter who has ever said no to coming on this podcast because I am too small. That's what she said. But she, her manager said, we're too small. And I'm like, son of a gun. I mean, that basically lose, like makes sure she just lost you as a fan and therefore support Jillian Roberts, Robertson because, I mean, that just... I know. That's just it, rude at, the, at that point. Like exposure. I don't is, know. Exposure is exposure. Like, I know. You know, like I, I, I don't take it too bad because I'm like, well, damn it, then I'm gonna get bigger and I'm gonna get you on because like I, I, I want to speak to her because she's got a cool story. She's got, she's got a cool vibe. You know, like I do think. But on this one, I'm taking Robertson, Canadian. She's a friend of the podcast. She's Canadian friend of the podcast. She didn't that's, diss me. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Well, that's two. That's two strikes that Maria uh, <laughs> did not have. So yeah, yeah. Uh, other good fight on the card. I think this is opening up the main card. It's Tanner the Bulldozer Bozer. You know that guy? That's Canadian. A awesome name. I That's love the it. Best name. Uh, he's fighting Rodrigo Nascimento, but Tanner Bozer, Canadian. He was supposed to come on this podcast as well. We just ended up having some scheduling conflicts. He's mm. the guy that looks exactly like Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. They both look very similar. So Tanner Bozer, good luck to you, my friend. He's a Canadian, so we're going to be there on the card for him. Um, and then let's just go to the main event. Corey Sandhagen versus Song Yadong. <sighs> Corey Sandhagen, I mean, he is 14-4. and four. He's won two of his last five fights. He lost his last two. Lost to Peter Yan, lost to TJ Dillashaw. So, of course, two of the greatest, right? Yeah. Um, if you're on drugs. And then <laughs> Song Yadong is, uh, he's the guy that trains out of Alpha Male, I believe. And he is 19 and six. He's on a three fight win streak. He has won four of his last five, only losing to Kyler Phillips. Um, he last beat Marlon Marais and Julio Arce, TKO and KO. Mm, who do you got on this one, my friend? Um, I mean, I I actually do enjoy Corey Sandigan's style. I mean, I'll never you can't forget his flying knee against Frankie Edgar. Yeah, that was absolutely stellar. Yeah. But I think the momentum is shifting against him based on his last few performances versus yeah. his opponents. Because like you said, he's on a three-fight win streak. And you have to know what a streak does to your confidence and your momentum, right? It just builds and builds and builds. Um, I think it's a fight that can go either way. But I think momentum is shifting towards Son Yudong's side for this fight. But uh, I've been wrong before. But if I had to pick one, as much as I love Sanhagen's um, style, I think momentum is going to carry Son Yudong through this one. That's just my prediction. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, I do like Song Yadong. 
I like Team Alpha Male. I like what they're mm-hmm. doing there. And uh, Sand Hagen. Love your right favor. Yeah, your right favor. I've always had. Your right favor. Yeah, your right favor is the man. You know, he's got the good team around him, and uh, they've been seeing some success. So I would like to see Song Yidong take it. I think then that elevates him to, you know, hey, you're main eventing. You're going to beat one of the top guys. That's going to put you up into the have the the top of the bantamweight division for either a title contender or maybe even a title shot, depending on how well he does. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. For sure. Um, so that's exciting. Um, let's see what else we got next week on the podcast, Robbie. I don't know. Speaking about people that didn't show up, uh, didn't want to come on the podcast. I had a guest last week that was supposed to be for next week. Just blatantly not show up. Oh, lovely. And then, and then doesn't really say anything and then says, oh yeah, okay, let's do it next week, which is in a few days. And I've messaged back nothing. I like, I don't understand whether this person thinks they're coming on or not. Uh, I'm very annoyed with it, but I'll, I'll see if it's not that person. Okay. Uh, then I do have two people that are fighting at the next celebrity boxing event. Okay. So two cool people, man, like, and, and the, the celebrity boxing event is October 15th. So I got to get them on the podcast now because otherwise I'm going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, one is Albert Ochoa. If I say that name, do you know who that is? Uh, unfortunately, I do not, but oh, I'm okay, pretty okay. sure I've seen him. Okay. <laughs> Albert Ochoa is is the young kid who had um, Kylie Jenner take him to the prom or something. Oh, my God. That's got, that's him? Holy shoot. Wait, do you know the story really or are you just doing I know this? this I know podcast? the actual story. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I, I just I, I blanked on his name. That's hilarious. Okay. So what's the story here? Um. Like well, I think you kind of summed, summed it up really well. He somehow had <laughs> Kylie Jenner take him to the prom. Yeah, but I didn't know the kid. I didn't know he was a boxer. So he I, boxed. And... I think he boxed already before for celebrity boxing. Yeah. I mean, he looks good. When he approached me, I thought he's a legit boxer. Like, I thought he's like some some next like young hot prospect. But I guess he's like a YouTuber or what, like some sort of social media guy. Oh, and then okay. his, his claim to fame is that Kylie Jenner, would, one of the Jenner twins, or uh, sisters or whatever took him to uh prom or he took her to prom so he should be on the podcast and then the other uh celebrity boxer is a individual by the name of brady bunch she is a i want it okay i'm gonna get this wrong because i, I haven't really met uh this person yet but they are a they're fighting for the first ever non-binary championship oh uh, my goodness I believe she is a transgender. She's a musical performing artist. She opened for six, nine. Oh, wow. Like, I think like they are a legit musical artist. Okay. Turned fighter. I I think they were a um, school teacher as well. Prior. Right, so school teacher, but yet a musical performer, like a musical artist. Like on the side kind of, of, thing. of good success. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and now is celebrity boxing. So I know Brady Bunch for sure is going to be there. I believe Albert Ochoa is going to be there. This is going to be a fun podcast, dude. I, I mean, I don't know anything about what the hell this stuff is and what celebrity boxing is, but God damn it, it's going to be a fun podcast. So I know that for sure is going to come up either this week or next. 
Amazing. Um, yeah. Like, hey, man, I love talking to all these, uh, you know, unique people with cool stories. You know, that's what we do here, man. Um, and then the other person that I'm definitely trying to get on the podcast, and I'm, so I'm trying to burn through all of these guests before I go on, on vacation. Uh, the next person, Robbie, and I will play this for you, my friend. It will be this person. Welcome to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, Ty Emery. Interesting celebration right there. If you can get her to do that on your podcast, on the podcast. <laughs> Robbie, that is Ty Emery. She uh, won at BKFC Thailand, just murdered a chick, uh, does a viral sensation celebration. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I've known her manager for a long time. He's a great dude, Remington with Ruby Sports. Um, and so we're doing our best to get her on the podcast. So either next week or the week following, I really hope that we can speak to her because I've got a lot of questions about that. And yeah, uh, right. you've got a few questions yourself. Um, <laughs> All right, my friend, uh, Robbie. No, is, it, yeah, no, nothing. That's a, it's a good way to end the podcast, Robbie. If you need a guest co-host, I would love to see, I love to get in on an interview because I just got a lot of my questions myself about that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Robbie, um, where, I mean, we've said where people can find you, but is there anything you want to say before we let you go? Um, just that once again, I do apologize for missing the uh, beginning Not of this podcast, that no. I could make it in time for, uh, for my segment to actually have a, a piece of this and discuss these with you. Um, definitely everybody go to midday squares, um, support the podcast, use fight at 15. They're actually really good. Um, and yeah. definitely, uh, follow Fight Inside Podcast on uh, Instagram, subscribe on Spotify and on YouTube. Um, these guys have been doing amazing work and they're really reaching out and doing really well. So please subscribe to the podcast and have a fantastic day, everybody. Dude, you don't have to do that for me. What about you, my friend? I love you. You're the best. Uh, congratulations um, on your engagement. Oh, thank you. Dude, you're the best, man. Uh, if you want to find Robbie, go find him at Robbie Moss underscore. Don't follow the other account. That is not him. Robbie, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Robbie, you're always welcome on the podcast, my friend. I, I love having you. I love chatting with you all the time. Go uh, do well for your students. Teach them well. Teach them all this good stuff that you do. Put them through hell today. Always make, do. Make them do some extra reps just for fight in sight. Absolutely. They're going to they're gonna blame you. There's going to be a bunch of kids scream, uh, cursing out your name, though. That's for sure. That's fine. Bring it. Robbie, Bring it have on. a good one, my friend. Take care, buddy. You too, Tim. Thank you so much. See you, guys. See you next week.